episode of the climbing hinge podcast she's going crazy escaping behavior rebounds and mania now oftentimes when a relationship ends um, the female partner and sometimes the male partner start acting crazy they're acting irrational, they have an elevated mood, they're feeling good, they have excessive energy. So a lot of times you hear that they don't seem to care for the kids like they used to. You hear these things. And, and the behavior is characterized by excessive and grandois behavior, drinking, rebound relationships that are rushed into and reckless, travel, Travel feels really good. Buying things, buying things feel really good. Doing things to elevate your mood, um, that's what this is characterized by. And what this is called, um, from a technical standpoint, is mania, uh, hypermania. And hypermania and mania is on a spectrum, it's a continuum, so the person is somewhere on this spectrum between hypermania and mania. And that can determine how long it lasts, right? And interestingly enough, this mania, this crazy behavior is a defensive mechanism and it's meant to offset stressful situations that can bring on depression and depressive behaviors. So rather than falling into this, this, the depression that's triggered by these stressful situations, um, through evolutionary forces, the theory is that it countered it and then moved people into this hypomania, mania state so that people could function and stay alive because hundreds of thousands of years ago, if you were in a depressive state and you didn't, you didn't have the volition to carry out activities, you'd be worthless. And if you were in a small clan, you'd probably be kicked out and you would die. So that's the theory on how this developed. Okay, so let's get into it here. Uh, first of all, what we're gonna do is talk, define mania and what hypomania is, and walk through some of the, the characteristics in more detail. We're then gonna talk about the kinds of stressful events and stressful events that trigger it, and how it then moves into a, a mania or hypomania. We're gonna walk through some case studies on uh, particular situations where we've seen this involved and why people believe that it's so real when they see their partner doing this. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about how to handle it and based upon the case studies and the learnings that we have. All right, so let's talk about a definition here and let's get into this. Um, let's define hypermania and mania. We can say it's periods when a person feels elated. They feel really good. They're very active, they're full of energy. Um, they have overactivity, they have excessive energy, they might have racing thoughts. Elevated mood, social activity is increased. They're in states of euphoria. They're very optimistic. The future looks great. They have grandois thoughts. 
And it's an elevated mood that brings a distorted outlook on the world that everything is better. The euphoria one feels is incredibly happy and alive. And their perspective is their reality. You can't tell them they're wrong. You can't tell them what they're doing is wrong. They will not listen to you. Um, they, it's like a drug that you chase when you're in this state. And in matter of fact, they are chasing a drug. It's called dopamine. And dopamine has long been established with hypomania mania. That's research from ASOC in 2017. Um, and so what happens here is, and we're going to get into this now, um, how these stressful events and how it works and how it triggers mania and how it alters your dopaminergic system so that dopamine is transmitting much more easily and at a heightened, heightened level. And so the person is really affected by it. It's like an intense drug. So let's talk about the conditions for hypermania, the stressful conditions now. Um, as we said before, hypomania evolved as a defensive mechanism to prevent depression. Now, a depression inhibits behaviors in physical uh, abilities and cognition. That's from Mamoros in 2007. And so we don't want to fall into a depressive state because we could die, right? Now, let's look at the kind of stressful events that accumulate in one's life that can bring this on. And it's typically adverse life stress, um, stressful events that are happening over time, things that can make somebody feel inadequate, inadequacy, uncertain, uncertain about life. They're having altered routines that they can't get a, a routine going and it, it can trigger the stress in their life. Unemployment. Can, can be a cause and a trigger of this. Guilt, shame, feelings of being inferior. All of these things can trigger a stress response that triggers mania, and that's from Sapolsky in 2004. And so some other research here with actual people involved that they've been able to look at, they showed that days of stress-inducing behavior, so they had people that were going through days of stress-inducing behavior. Once the removal of the stress happened, that's the reward, um, there is a temporary elevation of dopamine that occurs. Bingo, that's what's happening. The body is being filled with dopamine, it's the drug. And in this situation, it could last from weeks or days to weeks. So that was a few days of stress-inducing behavior. It's released, that's the reward, so goal attainment. Um, the dopamine then is elevated, and in this case, a few days of stress, this research showed that it could last days and weeks. Days and weeks. So if you've been having uh, a person, maybe your spouse, your partner, your wife, your girlfriend, and they've been in a stressful situation, perhaps due to you, maybe you're making them feel inadequate, maybe you're making them feel shame, guilt, in inferior, um, and it happened over a period of months, maybe years. It's probably going to last longer than a few days or weeks. Might last months. Might last upwards of a year or more. Depends on how long the stress is still applied. Um, and basically here, uh, when they're in this, this state, it can be called a motivational state that ensues. It's mania fueled by dopamine. 
it is a powerful emotional state that becomes overly compelling to the person but ultimately illegitimate as it substitutes for rational thinking and evidence in, in, in effect it's like a make-believe world that the person makes up and it's fueled by excessive amounts of elevated amounts of dopamine um, and the dopamine system is altered via this stress so as the stress is applied alters the dopaminergic system once some of the stress is released or there's a reward placed in front of the person um, then they go into this this hypomania that is triggered by that so we can see how this works now let's go into some case studies and i'm going to walk through a couple of case studies um, to bring this to life but first of all before i get into the case studies whenever guys or, or girls for that matter see their partner going through this they rush into a rebound relationship head first they look so in love they're talking about how much in love they are talking about how great it is they look so happy you see this on social media perhaps maybe her friends are cheering her on she's partying she's having fun people who see this who don't know any better will say it's real she's happy she's she's doing so good little that they might know and hopefully they do that this is usually almost always a state fueled by this this phenomena of this mania triggered by stressful events which alters the dopamine system and now the person is high they're on a drug um, it's no different than taking cocaine which releases dopamine it makes you feel high in this case um, the person is has an elevated mood for a sustained period of time and then when they travel or they go drinking or they're with their rebound relationship or they're buying stuff they feel really good like they're on top of the mountain all right so let's walk through a couple case studies now with that caveat of almost everybody who sees this if it's your partner you're going to think that it is real um, case one and actually this is a case i personally experienced so i can speak from firsthand experience about how this works where i was uh, dating a, a, a woman and she had uh, a stressful event that had taken place that uh, really shook her up and she started to go into a depression but when she started going to that depression she immediately said you know i i just need to be alone i can't see you anymore uh, I, I can't be in your life as your girlfriend and so obviously it took me by storm it was quite a surprise and what else was going on during this time when she said she was in a depression she was also doing what going out with her friends a lot partying and drinking now if I had been looking at her social media and seeing this which I wasn't so I was I was being disciplined and not doing that but if I had been what would I have seen I would have seen pictures of her on social media with her friends out drinking partying having fun and what would I have thought that she's lying to me that's what I would have thought and that would have led to me probably be, be, being very angry 
And then if I couldn't have controlled myself, what would I have done? I would have confronted her and it would have made things really, really bad because she would have said, you know, you, you have no idea what's going on with me. Um, just because I saw the surface. The surface was she's out drinking, she's having fun, she's partying. Meanwhile, she told me she just had to be alone and by herself. That would mean she lied to me. All right. In fact, she had lied to me. She had been honest about her condition that she was being very down and depressed. And what was happening um, is what she was going into these bouts of hypermania to, to fight off the depressive state. And so she, what she told me uh, many, many months later, this lasted for about four months, was that she had to go out to do those things to feel good so she didn't fall into the depression. So the theory is exactly right. That's exactly what she was doing. However, if I would have believed what she was doing was real, I would have got angry, upset, confronted her, and would have caused a whole lot of problems. What I did was I was supportive. I was free and loving. I didn't bother her in a negative way. I didn't confront her. I didn't ask her if she was lying. I didn't do any of these things. And then what happened one day when she came out of this and she was feeling better, naturally as the stress is relieved, typically what happens over time, the person comes out of this, these bouts of mania, they get more grounded, they can see reality. And what happened in this case was she contacted me and apologized to me for how she had treated me many months before. And what I did was I, I just said, that's okay, I understand you were going through a, a rough time. And she, ex she accepted that. I accepted her as she was. And from there we moved forward in a very positive way. But only because I knew better than to fall into this trap of believing what would be on the surface. Okay? It's very easy to fall into it. Trust me, I know. And when you're seeing it on social media, it looks so real. Or when you hear or when you see her with the rebound relationship, it looks so real. And it's painful. And it hurts. Trust me, I know. But you have to understand, if somebody's rushing into a rebound relationship, it's... it's unnatural, it's unhealthy. They're doing it for all the reasons that are fueled by the mania and the dopamine. All right, let's go to case two. So case two, we had a young couple who was dating for uh, two years. And the woman put a lot more energy and love into the relationship than the man did. The man was a, a college baseball team star and elite athlete. And, he, he, he enjoyed his girlfriend, but he wasn't putting in things into it. So she felt uh, inadequate in the relationship, didn't she? She felt inferior because of how he was behaving and treating her. Um, she felt uncertain about the future with him because he wasn't putting the things. And she would go through these stressful bouts um, due to that, that relationship and how it was and how she was, felt she was being treated. So after two years, she broke up with him. And immediately, she started dating uh, a new guy within weeks. And it looked so real. Her and the new boyfriend, they were posting pictures on social media all the time. And 
it looked so real and all her friends were cheering them on look at these guys they're so in love and she professed her love for him and hearts and emojis and all this other stuff on social media and the guy in this case said she's in love it's over forget it i'm never gonna get her back look at this look at all this look at her friends and when i saw it i said this this is not real this is this is overcompensation to make it look and feel real and of course it had all the hallmarks of hypermania excessive energy elevated mood increased social activity optimistic grand thoughts all of those things ultimately illegitimate as we looked at the research that it said so in his case he believed it was all real she's in love she'll he's never getting her back uh, I told him what we have to do is hold course. Hold course meaning continue to be free and loving, positive, supportive towards her. Um, don't try to pull her back or interfere or any of those things. You will not get through to somebody when they're in this zone of hypermania. You will not, trust me, never seen it happen. You have to make sure you're not applying any stress. Be positive and supportive in the background as you can let them come out of it and as they come out of it you offer them a safe landing but anyways let's go back to case two after many months of her with the new guy in love she she texted the ex-boyfriend and she said hey i'd like to get together and meet and so they did and she told them at that time that it wasn't real with the new guy. She didn't really love him. And he was like, well, what do you mean? It looks so real. She's just like, I was just, I was into this thing. I don't know what happened. It's the mania fueled by dopamine. Luckily, she came out of it after about four months and they got back together. All right, so we can see these case studies. Um, when the female partner is going through this on the surface, when you see their hypomania, it looks real. But it's characterized by excessive behavior, behaviors that are out of character from what you know about this person. That's a telltale time of, of hypomania and dopamine. Um, they're overly optimistic. Everything's so wonderful. They're euphoric. It's almost too real to be true, right? That's because it almost always is. If you look at all the cases we've had, I think there's only, I can only recall a couple, a few cases where I saw a woman escaping or doing a rebound relationship that where, where they were acting like they were in mania and they didn't come out of it. One of them was a woman who had, um, she had escaped with a new boyfriend and she left her kids at home with the husband in another state and she never she never came back and i think in that case it was she had burnt too many bridges and she felt horrible about what she had did with the kids that could probably never face them again and in another case the woman um, never came back either but again those are the rare cases where the woman doesn't come out of this where if they stay in it they usually get into a much more delusional headspace. That's usually what happens. Okay, so let's talk about how we handle this. Um, we already go through, went through the case study, so we have a good idea. The first thing is you cannot apply stress to them. 
If you pressure them, you try to talk them out of this, you try to do this, you try to do that, you're gonna be applying more stress and that is like what? It's like putting the pedal on the gas. That's what it does. So you have to take off pressure, you have to take off any shame and guilt, all these things that add to this state and you have to relieve it. It's like a pressure, pressure valve that you're releasing. You have to let them go, go through it. It's like a, a rocket ship that takes off. They have to burn out of the fuel. Once the fuel burns off, the rocket ship then can kind of come back into re-entry through the Earth's atmosphere. And you have to be there uh, in the background as you can, um, friendly and supportive as they go through it. You will not talk them out of it. I've never seen it happen. Um, and so then when they come through it and the rocket ship runs out of fuel, which is the dopamine, uh, it's not as potent anymore, they don't get as much. What you wanna do is offer them a safe landing. Like the guy in case two, she contacted him, he accepted her, they had a positive conversation, they ended up getting back together. My own case study, same thing happened after many months of, of escaping in depressive alternating behaviors, contacted me, I, I didn't say anything, I was just accepting, and we got back together. That's what you wanna do, you can't add more guilt to them, you can't make them feel more inferior, you can't make them feel more inadequate. Those are the things that feel, uh, the types of stress that can feel this in the first place. You simply wanna be free and loving, supportive, friendly and positive as they're going through this. What you see on the surface, you may think is real. Ultimately, it is not. It's filled by dopamine, it's filled by mania. And when you see crazy excessive behaviors, it's almost always the case. It is this mania. All right, so now we know what's going on when she's going crazy. She's going crazy because her body is responding to sh a stress and the stress response triggers dopamania and um, uh, hypomania rather and fuels it through dopamine. If you are free and loving and supportive and positive and do this in the right way and you maintain uh, your strength and your positive disposition, chances are that you two can, can reunite together in a loving, beautiful relationship. All right, there you have it once again. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast.